Welcome to the CTNNB1 Connect and Cure podcast, your go-to place to hear the latest information, research, and happenings going on in the CTNNB1 community. Tune in to find comfort, community, and connection. Hello. Thanks for coming back and listening in again today. If you are on Facebook or Instagram, I'm sure you have seen many of our CTNNB1 children at Napa. But if any of you are like me, you've wondered, what is it? What do they do there? How do I get my child there? NAPA stands for Neurological and Physical Abilitation Center. They have several locations across the United States in Los Angeles, Boston, Austin, Denver, and Chicago. They also have locations in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and London. If you check out their website like me, you'll learn NAPA is dedicated to delivering innovative intensive therapy services to children with a variety of neurological and developmental needs. They embrace each child's differences and work with them to overcome their unique challenges. They do this by designing individualized intensive therapy programs with unique combinations of speech, physical, occupational, and other innovative therapies. We have had several CTNMB1 families attend NAPA, and today I sat down to talk with one of them to learn more. Please enjoy this next episode with my longtime friend and CTNMB1 mom, Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Hi, Annie. Good to see you. Good to see you too. It's been quite a while. That it has. Welcome to the podcast today. I am so thankful that you are joining me. Chrissy and I go way back. She was one of the first CTNMB1 moms that I met not too long after Preston's diagnosis. So it's always good to see her and chat with her and reconnect. So can you start us off today, Chrissy, by introducing us to you and your family? Well, my name is Chrissy Johnston. My husband is Trey Johnston, and we have four girls. Scarlett is seven. Naomi is five, and she's our sweet little one with CTN and B1. And then we have four-year-old identical twin girls, Isla and Hallie. And we currently live in Florida. We were in Illinois, but just relocated back in October of last year. So the girls keep you pretty busy, I'm assuming. That is an understatement. (laughs) So real short before we get into things today, how has your move to Florida been? We were lucky that you lived in Illinois previously, and that's why we got opportunity to meet. But we've had other families had to relocate to different states. I'm just curious how that's going for you guys. Uh, You know can't beat the weather. The blue skies are always nice. But when it comes to Naomi, it's been a bit challenging because, you know, we had a whole team and a team that we felt very confident with. And now we've relocated and I just haven't fallen in love with the Florida healthcare system. She's in a wonderful school. Naomi's actually in a general classroom for kindergarten. She has a one-on-one para with her at all times. And we couldn't be happier with that. But as far as like her outside weekly therapies go, we there are wait lists everywhere. We finally got in a facility that we like, we don't love. And pediatrician-wise, same thing. So it's taken a little bit to get used to. We actually still see a lot of our team in Illinois. Awesome. But other than that, you know, everyone is happy with the change. I think change is good sometimes. Well, that's great to hear. So other families, I know some are getting ready to relocate even this calendar year. So don't be discouraged when you get there. 
it may take some time to get your team together and build on, but absolutely, you'll get there. A hundred percent. So Chrissy, today we are going to talk all things Napa Center. I know I have seen many families go to Napa for some intensive therapy programs, and I knew you took Naomi there. So I reached out and wanted to learn all about it that I could because I just other than seeing the families post pictures on Facebook, that's about how much I know about it. So how did you first hear about the Napa Center and what prompted you to look into it for Naomi? So actually, Instagram is how I found Napa. And there was another CTNNB1 family who lives out in California that I had followed. And I believe she was one of the first families that I had started following on social media after Naomi's diagnosis. And I saw her little guy and he was at the LA uh, Napa. And I was just blown away from their technology that I was seeing and just the progress he made in a short time. So that prompted me to go online and look up what Napa was. And that's kind of where we started. That's awesome. All from an Instagram post. (laughs) Totally. So how do you start the process? Like I know there's different locations in the U.S. and across the world. How did you apply? What did the registration process look like? So the registration process has actually changed a little bit since we've started. When we first started, they have a set window of dates that they release that they do open registration. They actually just had their open registration for 2024 and it ended on Sunday. Um, But when I first started, it was a first come first serve. So it was literally time clocked to when you put in your registration on the computer and submitted it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty overwhelming, but now it's a lottery system. So you go in, they give you, I think it was like four or five days to go in, register. If you've never attended Napa, they do have intake paperwork that they do ask that you fill out. And it's pretty intense. If I remember correctly, it was like 30 pages of intake papers that kind of go over your child, their needs, their size, their medical history, your pregnancy all the, you know, basics. And then once you've submitted that once, you don't have to do that again. Okay. That's good to know. So like moving forward for us, it's not as intense to get registered. So once you do that, now you kind of were sitting and waiting. And then in a couple of weeks, they'll let us know if and when and what we got into for 2024. So the first time you went, and maybe it's different too with the second time, Did your insurance cover anything? Are you comfortable sharing with us how cost worked? So when we had, when we went our first time, we went out to Austin. And like I said, we used to live in Chicago. Chicago was not open yet. So Austin was where we chose to go. Um, And our insurance actually covered a portion of it. So it really depends on your insurance company. Now, since we've moved, we have a different insurance company and Napa is out of network for our insurance company now. So when we went the first time with insurance, I think we paid about $5,000 and that didn't include obviously your housing, travel, any of that. But I will say if you don't live in the same state or near a Napa, Napa offers you different hotels and options that they work with. 
to offset some of those costs where they have created like discount codes for families. They will also help find you other families that are coming in at the same time that you could do an Airbnb with that will also offset your costs. So as far as like the actual cost for Napa, for just the services, I think the first time we paid roughly about $5,000 out of pocket, but that's after insurance covered some. So is there somebody from Napa that is working closely with you as far as the travel goes and hotel and kind of help guiding you through that process? I really feel Napa is well-seasoned in everything at this point. Their emails that come back with your registration, one, it is very, very easy to navigate through. They give you all of that. And then each location has like a head manager. And if you have any other questions, emailing them, they are pretty quick to get back to you. So you'll have a point person per location that is great at assisting with whatever you need. They break down the costs of what your insurance covers. They they lay it all out there for you and they're willing to work with you as much as possible. And that's awesome to hear that they're mm-hmm. so helpful and willing So how long was Naomi there at Napa Center? So each time we've gone, she has done the three-week intensives. So on average, they usually do a three-week intensive. They do a couple one-week intensives, but you have to have already been to a Napa intensive to be eligible for a one-week. I think maybe because then they have your history and can kind of work off of, you know, a baseline of what you've already done. So usually they're three weeks. If you're fortunate and you live in an area where Napa is near you, they actually do weeklies. So you could do your weekly sessions at Napa as well. So you could do a drop-in and just do your one-hour PT, OT speech and not do a whole intensive if you live in an area where it's near you. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So three weeks, to me, I'm just like, okay, you have other kids at home you have Trey, like how did your family manage your time when you were there? You have other kids at home. How does that work out for you guys? Well, when we did the first one and we went to Austin, it was a lot of moving parts and I'm sure everyone knows it takes an army, but uh, my husband actually flew out. Well, actually, I'm sorry. He drove out with my mom from Illinois to Texas. So the three of them drove out. That way my mom was there just to help Trey with getting Naomi there and situated. She then flew home and he took the first week. Okay. And then I flew in. Then the following weekend, we overlapped a couple days. My mom had the other kids and then Trey went home. So we kind of split it up. You know, he has a job that requires him Monday through Friday. So And I do hair, so I had a little more flexibility to take off of work. So I went for the remaining two weeks, and my mom then helped out with my other kids while Trey was working. Wow. So was it hard on the other girls having you guys going back and forth and having Naomi gone that time period? It was. Luckily, at that time, my twins were little. And on the second weekend that we were there, my mom and my oldest flew down for the weekend. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So that was nice that they kind of got to see what Naomi was doing, break up the three weeks that we were gone. But yes, it was hard, but it was all worth it, truly. Definitely. The things that we all do for our children and the family shuffle and the ins and the outs and all those moving pieces that everybody doesn't realize necessarily that we go through to get our children the therapy they need. Absolutely. So how did they decide what therapy programs and tools they were going to use to help Naomi while she was there? Like, how did they 
how do they develop the program? So when you do your intake paperwork, obviously there's a lot of questions that you answer based off of each of your child's needs. And then you do submit if your child is in any therapies now, like weekly, you submit the most current evaluation. They then look over the evaluation. If you don't have something that's within, I believe, the year, they will then do an evaluation upon arrival. Okay. Then they kind of ask you what your goals are for your child. And, you know, for us, Naomi, having some independence with her walking has always been our number one goal, that standing independence, walking. So really, since we started NAPA, that's been our big goal for her, you know, long-term goal, walking. Right. After that, they, you know, see them, look over the evaluations and create a plan based off of that. That's amazing. Can you give us a rundown of what a typical day looked like while you were there? Yeah. So Naomi did, most of the time she has gone, she's done four hours of therapy a day. So she did one hour of speech, then it's actually 50 minutes. So then there's a 10 minute break in between each session. So 50 minutes of speech, then she would do 50 minutes of OT. Then she would do something called DMI, the DMI therapy. And then she would do the neuro suit. Okay. So between all that, it was PT, OT, and speech essentially for four hours. Oh, wow. How did she do each day putting up with that much therapy in a day? So they actually work really well with you based off of your child. And if your kid naps, they'll adjust when you start or you could do two hours in the morning, take your kid home, schedule a nap, and go two hours in the afternoon. So for us, we kind of found that starting first thing in the morning worked well, and we would get a half hour for lunch where, you know, Naomi would eat and kind of rest a little bit and then do the following, the last two hours. So it's a long day and definitely she is tired. And for her too, she still naps. So we found it kind of tricky. We would end the day and she would be exhausted. And if I let her nap, she may not have gone to bed. So it it's a trial and error kind of for what works, but your kids definitely crash at night and get a really good night rest after each day. Lisa, that's one thing you're not worrying about while you're there no. is sleep. No. <laughs> Did you meet other people while you're there, families? Did you get an opportunity to engage and meet others? I will say... Truly, the first time I went, I walked away, not only seeing the progress for Naomi, but I felt like, oh my gosh, this was the first time I've met other families that get it. And it was like the coolest, greatest gift that I was given was meeting other families. We went out to dinner um, and it was cool because all the kids, you know, that have these different needs, the moms and dads got it. So it was cool because- You just felt like you were around your people. And to me, that was the greatest thing. We just did a Napa this summer and it was the coolest group of moms and dads. And every day for lunch, we would all sit out in this common area and have lunch with the kids and it became like a family. So it is amazing. So what an experience for you two as a mom, not just Naomi and what she was able to accomplish, but just getting that time with other people who understand you and you value each other and appreciate each other. A thousand percent. It was lifelong friendships for sure. So where did she attend this summer at? She did, this year she did January, she was in Chicago. And then this summer she was in Chicago. 
Amazing. So can you go, how often can you go? I believe they don't recommend more than three intensives a year, I believe. Um, so just cause it's really hard on the body. So she just did two this year, which was, uh, we've done two one other year, um, which I found to be great. It, I mean, we really were able to push her and capitalize on, you know, the little gains that she got each time. So it was awesome being able to go twice this year. So describe to us some of those outcomes that you saw from Naomi's intensive therapy. So she has more confidence when using her walker because she's built up a lot more strength. Uh, She has more awareness of her body, which she didn't have before. You know, they've taught her proper techniques of falling forward and what that looks like on trying to catch yourself. So we just felt like she has a safer way to get around while we're working on this bigger goal of walking on her own. So something as simple as, like I said, just being able to fall forward and knowing how to catch yourself with your hands was something that was a big takeaway for her. That's awesome. So do you see those outcomes been maintained over the course of time? Does she each time learn something kind of new? Are you continuing to see that progress? I feel like each time she gets something little new. Like I wouldn't say we walk away with something ginormous because, you know, we have this big goal of independent walking. But, you know, we have each at the end of every Napa, they actually will go through They will help you record videos to take away exercises. Um, They will let you put your hands with on your child and maneuver. That way you know how to physically help them continue these exercises. So between the videos and the at-home exercises that they give you, we are able to continue working on some of those things. That way, you know, her muscle memory continues and she can just keep moving forward instead of taking steps backwards. That's incredible. How many times have you been to therapy where they're actually showing you how to do it yourself as a parent? Correct. So. So sometimes I think maybe you'll get a printout or here's some exercises, but to actually show the parents how to do what they're doing, that's amazing. It is great because sometimes you look at it and it looks so simple, right? They put their hands on them. They help them do this, this, or that. And then when you try it, you're like, oh, that's kind of more awkward than I thought. So it's great that they'll help you right. reposition your hands or where to look on their body to help keep them safe. So they are amazing. So would your advice be to parents, like, don't expect to go there and to come home with a different child, but just to go there and know that you're going to experience growth and change, but you've got to be ready that it's going to be slow and steady? I felt like our first intensive with Naomi, her speech, she came back a different child with her speech. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I Very felt cool. Like that was the biggest like, wow, that we saw. And maybe it was, she was put in the right environment with the right tools and no distractions that that was her moment to take off. Um, but other times we've just seen little gains. But for her, I feel like we've always said it's always turtle pace, you know, slow and steady when they're eight. Yeah. So those little gains to somebody else are big for her. So, yeah, I think if you just go in with an open mind, I think that will help set your expectations up to succeed. I mean, I feel like we've always had just high expectations of what they've had to offer and they've exceeded them, but it might not be this 
massive thing like she's walking, you know? Right. They've exceeded them in a million other ways. Oh, very cool. That's good advice and good for parents to know. So obviously it's not necessarily just a one and done thing because you guys have been back. If financially only parents could go one time, do you still recommend that? And how do they decide if you should continue to come back for appointments? I truly, I don't think Napa would turn you away depending on what your needs are, right? They will help work with you. Even if it's a small goal, achieve that goal. They work with kids with all different abilities. So do if you could only go once, absolutely take it because what you're going to take away to do at home and just the knowledge, the network. Um, I've actually connected with the therapist via social media and I've had questions on therapies and I've emailed them and they've gotten back to me. So just the resources that you walk away with, even if it's one time, it's worth it. I wouldn't tell anybody not to take it up. That's awesome. So what age range of kids did you see while you were there? Do you know kind of where they like to see kids? Is it too young? Are they too old? There is a minimum age, and I'm not 100% certain on that for the youngest. And I think they've seen kids, I asked, up to 21. Oh, Um, wow. While I was there this summer, there was a family who I think lives in the Chicagoland area that their daughter was getting ready for college. And she came in for a couple of weekly sessions. So she would just do like two hours once or twice a week. And she came in for that. So I've seen college kids. I've seen little babies. That's awesome to hear. Because I think sometimes parents with older children, they think, well, it's too late. I missed that boat. Something I should have done when they were little. So you're saying it's not. That's encouraging. I believe with the DMI, those wooden boxes, there is an age or weight because the therapist is physically maneuvering the child on these. So I think there is an age or weight limit for that. But as far as NAPA goes, they, again, will create a program that will help your child, I think, up to 21. That's incredible. So was it all worth it to you? The stress of the traveling, the financial, the moving children, the time away from home, was it worth it? A hundred percent, yes. Why is that? Tell us why it's worth it to you. I really feel like the network of families and the support that Naomi has gotten, the confidence, she's not alone. She's with other kids who look and walk and talk and act just like her. And it's just the coolest thing. Like, I can see how much this means to you. And how grateful you were for the program. And the families. It's amazing. It's like your home away from home and just the love and support for families who've had the opportunity to meet other CTN and B1 families. I'm sure it's a similar feeling. Just that time to be with like-minded people who get your life. A thousand percent. We actually met our first, well, at our first intensive, there was a little boy who has CTN and B1 that lives in the Texas area. So we got to meet him at our very first intensive, which was super cool. That's amazing. Yes. Maybe, is it something you are able to plan with other families to go at similar times or is it kind of not that flexible? I wish it were that easy because I feel like you do meet, you know, different families that you really just vibe with, but no, I would love to say yes. You could all go in and 
on your uh, registration request the same dates, then they give you a list of, I believe, five dates. So your number one, two, three, four, five. And if you all go in and put in the same dates, maybe you might get paired up with one or two families, but I think that's harder said than done. Yeah, <laughs> I could understand that. Yeah. But hey, as much as we have shared our locations and where we're at, if you're traveling you know, out of state or a different location, look up and see if there are other families in that area. Absolutely. You could always meet up after your therapies. A hundred percent love that. So overall, would you recommend it to other CTN and B1 families? And what are some final thoughts you have for us today? I recommend it to every family that has a child who has any therapy needs, especially our little CTN and B1 kids. I just feel like I said the confidence that Naomi has gained and the support from the therapist is truly incredible. And, you know, we started this during COVID, I believe was our first year that we started Napa and just watching her little milestones. And she just last week took six steps. So it's like, hey, I couldn't ask for anything more. So I recommend definitely checking out Napa. I believe registration for this year is closed, but if you haven't registered, I believe you can still reach out and submit in and be put on their wait list. If a family drops out, they will reach out and see if anybody would like to join. Well, and it sounds like as long as that registration process is, take the time now to go through that, get it all in there, and then when everything's falling into place and the timing's right, then you'll be ready to go. Absolutely. And I think you could submit your intake paperwork at any time. That's great to hear. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us today and sharing all the ins and outs of Napa. And I'm going to guess that you are definitely willing to talk to any parents who have further questions and maybe more specific questions. Absolutely. We'll share your email with them and they can reach out to you. That'd be great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to see you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. This has been the CTNNB1 Connect and Cure podcast, a place for CTNNB1 family and friends to come together for support and to build community. We hope this podcast continues to be a place where you can go for the latest CTNNB1 information.